And in the vision, I was taken up to see St. Lucie County. And while I'm looking at St. Lucie County, I am seeing around me a sound wave that was covering the city. It was like a tornado of sound going around the city of St. Lucie County. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, um, open your Bible quickly to the book of Acts. I know the service isn't going the way it normally goes, and I don't really care. We're doing what God wants to do, amen? amen. And I said go to the book of Acts. I don't know. I'm getting there. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, verse 1. In Caesarea, in Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. Everybody say he gave and he prayed. Who did he pray to? How, how often did he pray? One afternoon about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, your prayers, say his prayers, and his gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Look at somebody and tell them, your giving and your prayers come up before God as a memorial. Say, my prayers and my giving come up before God. Regular prayers and regular giving. When, when a cup is full, what happens? It overflows. There comes a point in your prayer life and in your giving life where you break into overflow. Nobody's excited. But you have to come to the point of breakthrough into overflow. So when people, when people give, they might not see something the first time, or they might not see something the second time, and then they'll say, well, giving doesn't work. But there comes a point when you pray and you give regularly, you'll see breakthrough. And this year, the Lord put it strong on my heart that... The giving this year, I felt it in the beginning of the year. I started telling us as a congregation, we're going to see a breakthrough in finances in the church this year. Who was here in the beginning? Felt it in my heart. And so within the first six months, say the first six months, we brought in more finances in six months than we did the whole of 2020. And let me tell you this, 2020 was a normal year. It wasn't a bad year, even though COVID hit. We still brought in the same that we brought in the year before and the year before that. But in the first six months of this year, even as Marisol testified, she wasn't working. It was just Santiago's income. And somehow in the first six months, they doubled what they gave last year. Say that's supernatural. And so the Lord dropped it in my heart that we needed to sow a $100,000 offering as a church. 
And then a couple of weeks later, I read the passage of Scripture, or it dropped into my heart, the, the passage of Scripture about the woman with the alabaster box who came into uh, Simon's house and anointed Jesus for his burial, and she broke open her alabaster box, which was a jar of expensive perfume, and this perfume was worth a year's wages. Say a year's wages. And that, that scripture came alive on the inside of me. And I, I said to the congregation that what we're going to do this year is everything that came in last year, we're going to sow as an offering to God. Everybody with me? That means we brought in $123,000 last year. This year, we were going to give $125,000. We went from bringing in 125 to giving 125. That's a major leap. Can you say amen? And why are we doing this? This offering that we are giving as a church, we're sowing into orphans in Kenya. We're sowing into planting churches in South Africa. We're sowing into buildings being put up on different properties. We're sowing into ministers, men and women of God, that, are, that God has connected to us. And we're not just sowing seed randomly. I'm hearing where God wants us to sow the seed, and I'm following the Lord's direction. Everybody with me? Up until now, we've got $100,000, just over $100,000 that we've given from this ministry. There's about 20000 left that we're going to give over the next month or two. And we're going to have completed an offering that is an offering of worship and thanksgiving to God to say thank you, God, for what you have done in our lives, what you have done in this ministry. And I believe it's a breakthrough offering. I'm telling you as a congregation, it is a breakthrough offering. This offering is going to break debt off us. So that's a million-dollar note on this property. You say, that's impossible. Just hang around a little longer, and we'll see what is and isn't impossible. Because the word of the Lord to us is renting to owning. We, we got the property, and we're going to see this property paid because we're going to own it full, right out. The bank does not own it. We own it. Is it an impossible giant to bring down? Yes. Is God able Yes. Are we going to take the land? Yes. You say, that's crazy stuff. Yes, it is. It's God's stuff. Look at somebody and say, you're about to see things you've never seen before. Buckle your seatbelt. Even if you don't believe what I'm saying, just hang around to prove me wrong. Do that. Prove me, prove me to be a liar, a crazy nut flake. Go ahead. I want you to. I want you to stick around, and I want you to see with your own eyes what God is getting ready to do. And so the giving part we got down. Look at the person next to you. Say, we got the giving part. The part where we're lacking is called prayer. Just as much as people struggle, maybe you've broken through, just as much as people struggle with giving, they struggle the same with prayer. And yet it's the two things that come before God as worship and an offering. Your prayers and your giving. Your giving alone doesn't work and your prayers alone 
There's a prayer and a giving that brings breakthrough to your household. That's why these televangelists, they say, send your offering with a prayer request. They're going to pray for you. But it's different when you pray and give. I don't need somebody to pray for me. I need to do what the Bible says. I need to give and pray. Can you say amen? And that's where we're going to see breakthrough. And so five years ago, a month, uh, five years ago, literally, where's my journal? Five years ago, we were in our other building, and we had a guest speaker come in. His name was uh, Mark, Pastor Mark. And while we were in that service, it was June the 26th, 2016. We were in that service. And while we were in that service, I had a vision. And in the vision, I was taken up to see St. Lucie County. And while I'm looking at St. Lucie County, I am seeing around me a sound wave that was covering the city. It was like a tornado of sound going around the city of St. Lucie County. And when I saw this vision, I knew two things. I knew, number one, that God had given me a new authority in the city. And number two, the city was being protected by a sound that was coming from heaven. Look at the person next to you say, the city being protected by a sound from heaven. And then I saw a red double-decker bus traveling around the city. And it wasn't just one bus. It grew into many buses. And on these buses were people that were praising, worshiping, and praying. They were also receiving prayer. Everybody say receiving prayer. So the buses had a route around the city. People would get on the buses for transportation, but at the same time they were being prayed for and getting breakthrough. But there were buses of prayer, worship, and thanksgiving traveling around the city. The next morning, well, Missy had a vision too. Come share, babe. Yeah. I'm just telling the word of the Lord. I had a vision in that same service that um, we had a group of praisers, like an army, and we were on a bus as well. But when we pulled up into the streets, um, it was like the side like came down. And we came out and it was like sirens went off. And have you ever heard like those emergency sounds like in movies where it's like, whoa, whoa, the world's coming to an end type thing. You know, it was like that kind of a sound. But when we came out, um, we marched out with like shields in our hands. And then we started praising God. And then just people just started getting set free. In the streets of St. Lucie County. Fort Fort Pierce. So listen to this. This is the word from, of the Lord to us. The Lord's showing us something to come in the future. This was five years ago. Do you know that I haven't spoken to that pastor up until three weeks ago? So five years, for five years, I haven't spoken to him, haven't connected with him. Three weeks ago, he sends me a text message, right? And then I'm, I'm reconnected to him and I read this thing again. I read this vision again. It all comes back to me. And what's crazy is that Sunday when he came, the, that evening we had a 
15-passenger van that was or a, a van. It was a cargo van. And that 15-passenger van had leprosy. The paint was peeling. Pieces of it were falling off as we were driving down the road. We'd just be driving, and there goes a piece. We're like, I called it the van with leprosy. I took it through a car wash. There were paint pieces that came off it, like everywhere in the car wash, just full of paint pieces. It was horrible. Well, anyway, this van with leprosy lost a tire. It popped. And um, so I took the van in to get, uh, to get it fixed. And the guy, Dave fixes cars, who no longer fixes cars, but we used to go to him, and he never spoke to me about anything. He's just like, hey, what's the problem, blah, blah, blah. That morning that I went to see him after the vision we had, he told me about a group in Fort Pierce that meet every month. They are led by the sheriff's department, and they drive around the city praying. This is five years ago. Well, Dr. Hood introduces me and Misty to the guy who organized that prayer caravan that happens once a month just two weeks ago. So on Friday evening, I went to the prayer caravan to go check it out. I think it's really interesting that five years ago, uh, we have this vision. Then the next day, I hear about the prayer caravan. Five years later, I hear from the pastor again that I haven't heard from for five years. The same week, I hear from Dr. Hood, who introduces me to the caravan prayer guy. Just a coincidence. At the same time, we're believing a move of God is getting ready to happen. There's a sound being released into the city. We're bringing God an offering of worship to bring him an alabaster offering. And here's the prayer connection. God is doing something. Can you say amen? amen. And so I went out Friday night. We, we were at uh, the Mustard Seed. And there were maybe 20, 30 cars. And we went around the city praying. It was only 25 minutes or 30 minutes or so. But as I was driving the streets of Fort Pierce praying, I just began to weep in the vehicle. The presence of God came on me just grouping up with some people that have a heart to see the city touched and changed by God. And so, um, uh, Chris, Chris Fogel, who is the, the gentleman that put all this together, he asked us if we would host the prayer, uh, the prayer drive next month. So, uh, the month of August. Are we in August? This month. So, the prayer caravan is going to happen Friday, August the 27th at 8.45 p.m., and we're going to be leaving from this parking lot. So the sheriff's department, there's probably around seven uh, sheriffs with their vehicles. They block off all the roads. I felt like I was the president of the United States <laughs> in a motorcade going through red lights in the city of Fort Pierce. You just got to come do that. Even if you just drive to go through the red lights, that's the best part, right, for you. But it was so powerful just driving with people and praying for the city, right? And so uh, Friday, August the 27th, we're hosting it this month, but I want this to become something that we do every month. Can you say amen? I want to join with other church people who love God, and I want us to pray for our city. And he told us stories about how things have changed in the city of Fort Pierce because of their prayers. Say prayer works. And so what we want to do is we want to get the kids involved. We want to get buses with kids and 
we want to go and praise in the streets. So this is the word of the Lord five years ago becoming reality today. And so what we're doing is we're jumping into what God is doing. And we're about to see God do something. Can everybody see what I'm telling you? That we're not just doing stuff because we think it's cool. I could have joined that prayer caravan five years ago. But now's the time. Amen? So we're going to give you an opportunity to give. And we're going to pray today. And I, I'm praying about how we're going to institute prayer as something that we do on a regular basis here in the church. Can you say amen? Because um, we've got to make our petitions known unto God. We've got to pray things through. Amen. And we've got to do it as a body. And so I'm just trusting the Lord to, to put it together, put it on people's hearts. And uh, we're just going to trust Him to bring breakthrough. If you need an offering envelope, you can find one behind your chair. Um, otherwise, you can text to give. I want to encourage you, if you're a regular text to giver, you do have an, an option to set up your bank account to do ACH, where instead of giving by debit card, it'll, it'll be like a direct debit out of your bank account. So on every, every hundred bucks that you give, um, the processing service that, is, that comes with the software, can't change it, um, they take around $2.50 in fees per hundred. But if you go ACH, they take only $1.25, so it's, it's half. It doesn't do it automatically. You still choose to give it. You decide how, how much you want to give, but it's just less because it takes, it doesn't go like a debit. You know what I'm talking about. Everybody's given by check. So that's something that you can do. You can just type in option and text option to that number, and then it'll let you make some changes in your, um, in your giving. Amen? Hey, everybody watching online. So good to have you. Peeking in through the little window. You can also text to give if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Let me say this to you, too, that what I have discovered over many years of giving, 20-something years of giving now, is that there's different realms of giving that you break into. In the book of Second uh, Corinthians, it talks about you will receive back in the measure that you give. And so what you have to do in your giving is you, number one, need to make a decision, I'm going to be a giver. That's the first thing you have to do. The Bible says that he gives seed to the sower. So God will provide seed for you to give. You'll find money. God will unlock things where money comes into your hand that you weren't expecting. Right? But if you eat the seed, what happens? Your harvest is gone. And I've, I know in our lives personally, we went from giving $20, $30, then $100, then $200, then $500, then breaking through into giving into the thousands. And right now, we're breaking through into giving in the measure of tens of thousands. That's personally. Corporately for the church, we went from 
when the Lord spoke to me the first time to give $2,500, I was like, wow, that's huge. And so then he told me two, three months later, double it, give 5000 I had 5000 in the bank account, but my mind couldn't handle it, so I put God on a payment plan. The money's there. I heard the voice of God, but I didn't, I didn't have the faith to believe that God could replenish the money because I was more worried about what was in the bank account than listening to what God said. And so from there... I put God on a payment plan. I gave him 2000 and then one month I gave 1000 1000 and then 1000 So when I finished doing that, I was all braggy, like, woo, I did it, God. Then the Lord told me, give 10000 But he said, take 5000 out of the club here and take 5000 out of the church. Well, now I'm touching money that my wife controls. I'm the president of the church. She's the president of the youth center. So I got to go get permission. That was a challenging day. But she reluctantly. So the, the next time the Lord, we're going to a conference and the Lord, the Lord didn't tell me to give anything. I was just giving some money personally. So she's grilling me in the car on the way up there saying, how much are you giving? I want to know now. And this is not about me giving, deciding. This is me hearing God. God, what do you want me to give? So we're in the conference, and we're sitting there, and the Lord starts talking to her now to give. The Lord says, I want you to give a 1,000 every service. We were there for like 14 services. Maybe not 14, like eight services. And then the Lord was telling her to give extra. She said, I already gave. He said, well, give more. And then, at the, like the last, one of the last services, the Lord tells her, give 10000 And I watched my wife sit in the chair, shaking under the power of God, breaking her through in her giving. And let me tell you, there is a fear that everybody faces, and there's different realms of it. You might be comfortable at giving in the 20s, but you've got to press to give in the hundreds. You've got to press to give in the multiple hundreds. You've got to press for the thousands because there are fears that hold you back. But there comes a point where you break through where you're not concerned about finances ever again. There is a freedom that comes where if you hear God speak, there's no worries and there's no concern for your life. And I'm believing everybody's going to break through into this. Every single person. And I've seen, I pray, I just seen just in this year how the Lord said to me to give certain amounts and then doubled it and then doubled it again within a couple of months. And I'm like, Lord, where are the resources coming from? And they've come in because I've heard God and I chose to keep my heart open to say, yes, Lord, I'll do it. You hear what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about it. You just need to be obedient. And there are different things coming out of bondage. There are different things that you need to break through. There's relationship things that you need to break through. There's health things that you need to break through. There's financial things that you need to break through. There's direction for your life that you need to break through. There's things for your family that you need to break through. 
And the Lord wants to break you free out of everything that has been holding your family line back from walking in abundance and the blessing of God. I was listening to somebody, and I'll close with this. I don't remember who it was, but I heard somebody say this. He said, people that are very prosperous think generationally. They're already thinking for the generations ahead. People that are middle class think a couple of months ahead. But poor people only think about today. So you're worried about today's resources. Then there's people who can plan three or four months ahead, but then there's people who can plan generations ahead. And there's different realms of prosperity that you can walk in. And God has called us to leave an inheritance to our children's children. So there's, there has to be a breakthrough in how you see and how you think and how you live. And I'm trusting the Lord to break you through. I'll just say this. There's millionaires sitting in this building today. God wants to raise you up. And He wants you to fund the harvest. He wants you to do that. But let me tell you, Misty and I, when we started, we had nothing. Now we manage millions. I came from Africa with a bag. But we believed God and we trusted God. And in 22 years, God is taking us from nothing. And He, is, he has greatly blessed us. And the key is you have to be faithful with what's in your hand. If you'll be faithful with what's in your hand, that's enough to start. And a lot of people are always looking for the big thing before they start. But if you'll just start with what you have in your hand and take the first step, you'll see if you're faithful with a little, it'll increase. Can you say amen? And so some of you have ideas. Some of you have passions. Some of you have talents. God wants to take those things that He's put in you and He wants to make you successful. But what is the purpose for the wealth? Yes, it's to supply all your needs. Yes, absolutely. But beyond that, it's to do the work of God. And when we get behind reaching the next generation with our finances, bringing in the lost, we're reaching this next generation. That's what these resources are going into here on out. We're going to press into impacting our city. Can you say amen? Our prayers, our giving, and reaching the lost, we're going to see breakthrough like you've never imagined. I'm saying this calmly and collectively. I'm not trying to hype this up. This is real. Real. God's getting ready to break some things open in this community. Things that your eye has never seen, your ear has never heard, nor has it entered into your heart. You're going to experience it firsthand if you can stick around. Hallelujah. Are you ready to give? Come on, let's stand. Let's honor the Lord in our giving. We're not giving to pay the bills. We're giving to honor God and to obey His Word. Can you say amen? And before we give this offering today, I want you to just stand there with your wife, your spouse, or with whoever's with you. And I just want you to, to just pray a prayer of thanksgiving to God. Right where you are, just thank the Lord 
for what He's done. And right where you're standing, ask the Lord for what it is that you need. The Lord already knows what you need before you ask, but make your petition known unto God. Put your request before Him today. So, Father, I thank you today. As we stand as families, as for me and my house, we're going to honor you, God. We're going to give, we're going to sow according to your word. And Heavenly Father, I thank you that our offerings come up before you, along with our prayers, as a memorial. Lord, you receive our offerings. You see what we give. You see our hearts that are honoring you in our giving, trusting you for provision, God, not trusting in what we can do in our own strength and our own ability. Father, even as you're blessing Marisol and Santiago, where there is overflow, God, Father, I thank you every household will experience overflow, God. I thank you there is no lack in their lives, God. Every need is met. And Father, beyond the needs being met, they have more than enough to sow into every good work. Father, I declare that you're bringing them out of lack and you're bringing them out of debt and you're bringing to a place of overflow and abundance. Father, I thank you for your goodness in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, can you say amen? I'm just so glad to be a part of your family. No matter what you're going through, I got you and you got me.